Warning, today's podcast has descriptions of bloody, brutal murders. Listener discretion is advised. Wait. What? Really? No, I just heard that on a BBC podcast right before, and I was like, ooh, I want to listen to that. Oh, yeah. So I just, That's enticing. So, yeah, so. so they're not going to actually get what you're... you're this is just well, false advertising. Did you watch the election? <laughs> there were some that felt that way. <laughs> <laughs> Great podcast for you. Brought to you by Relief Factor. If you're one of the millions of Americans who suffer every day from pain, I want you to listen up. Only a couple of years ago, I had all kinds of pain. So much pain, I really thought... This is the end of my career. Was about four years ago, Stu, four or five years ago that I was just like this. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, and then your career ended. You're still going. And I'm still going. It's (laughs) weird. It's weird. Anyway, it's not a drug. It was developed uh, by doctors for people who really don't want to be spaced out all the time. It uh, reduces inflammation, and for 70% of the people who try it, they go on to order more. And I, I read testimonials every single day from people. It takes a lot for somebody to write in and say, Oh, by the way, that was great. I don't get that for car wax commercials. Anyway, relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Go there now, relieffactor.com. In a very precarious uh, position, we don't know yet about the House or the Senate. Uh, the president just made a statement. He just said, <laughs> which I thought was was really um, much more than I expected. Uh, Fetterman has also commented. Which, again, was more than I expected. It was a good point. I, you know, you mentioned sometimes these things work out for the best, even if they don't go the way that you want. Yeah. This was a good night for Joe Biden. It was. And, and because his the chance of him being told that he has a health problem or a family problem and he needs to not be the nominee in 2024, if there was a red wave, were really high. Right. The fact that this is not it was definitely not a red wave that that's not that did not occur. Uh, Republicans could still win the House and the Senate, but this was not a red wave. And the fact that that did not happen strengthens Biden's case to remain the nominee in 2024. That might be a really good thing. <laughs> that yeah, might, it might be something be. we were really thankful for later on. Yeah. So let me give you, can I give you the picture of the Senate sure, here? Yes, where we please. stand right this second. Got it. There are five races that have yet to be called. Uh, one of them is sort of anticlimactic in a way uh, because we know it's going to be a Republican seat. But this is the race in Alaska, and the race between. Can you really call Murkowski? A... Right. Look, it's it matters <sighs> for control, though, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, the, the Republican will be the speaker. You know, you'll have a Republican speaker mm-hmm. uh, or Senate leader uh, if if Murkowski wins. And yes, she'll fail you on a bunch of votes, but you'll be able to block a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Murkowski and and Chewbacca are in a very tight race. We don't know where that's going to turn out, but we know that's going to be Chewbacca a race. Chewbacca is running. Chewbacca. It's not Chewbacca. Oh, Chewbacca. that would have been good. <laughs> I will say. I would have loved to have a Wookiee in the Senate. You know. I mean, we kind of do with Fetterman, but <laughs> to have an actual Wookiee would be great. They both have the same language, too. Ah! Ah! <laughs> and Pat does a great Chewbacca. Does, yeah. Okay, so um, so we get. let's give that one to Republicans, because the Republicans are going to have that seat either way. That gets you to 48-48. 
sort of drama we really hoped to avoid here. Yes. So that means of the four races left, Republicans need to win three. Three of the four. Here are the four races. One. Wisconsin. Wisconsin looks pretty darn good. Almost all the vote has been counted. Ron Johnson is up by one point, and it looks like he will win. One interesting part about this race is for the past several cycles, polls have missed badly uh, against Republicans in favor of uh, Democrats. In other words, as we led up to these elections, looked like the Democrats were going to do better than they wound up doing. The reverse seems to have happened here this time. And one of the worries we talked about yesterday was at some point, these pollsters are, I mean, they're always they're trying gonna, to correct themselves right. for errors they made in the past. They may have corrected those errors and maybe overcorrected here in Wisconsin because the polls showed Johnson with a little bit more solid lead than this. It looks like he's going to win, but win very narrowly. So uh, it, let's say Johnson wins that you get to 49 for Republicans, meaning you need to win two of three of these races, Nevada, Georgia, and Arizona. Arizona's the longest shot here. Yeah, uh, Nevada looks good. Nevada is toss-up city. Is uh, it really? I mean, it's really, really no, tight. So Laxalt no, is winning. Me. I want to hear what I believe. <laughs> Laxalt is winning. <laughs> yes. Which is, you can stop there if you want. Right. He's no, currently no. winning. If you look at the vote that's left, it looks like it's going to tighten. And I think at the end of the day, you're going to have, you really have a coin flip still. If you, if you want to say there's a slight leader, you might say... It, Say it. I'll tell you it's Laxalt, but it might not be. Oh, I, I think, I, I, you know, I, I would say this is like a 45% chance for Republicans to win. It's like slightly under 50, maybe, but still very, very doable. Then you have Nevada, or excuse me, then you have a Georgia. Georgia's a weird one. Right now, if, if there was no runoff, I think Warnock would win. But they have a runoff system, and I don't think Warnock's going to get to 50%. That's, not, again, also not a sure thing. But if he stays below 50%, he's currently at 49.4. If he stays below 50%, then you'll have a situation where December 6th, that race will be up uh, for, uh, for, uh, you know, for a runoff. So, Just for the so, people who weren't scarred enough by 2020, <laughs> we get to do it all, <laughs> all over, over again. again. But So let me give you the optimistic picture here in the Senate for Republicans. You win Alaska with one of the two candidates. Mm -hmm. You win Wisconsin, which I would think is you'd rather be Ron Johnson than Mandela Barnes in this race. Brings us, brings us to 49. That brings you to 49. Mm -hmm. Then you win Nevada, which is a toss up. And then you have the runoff in Georgia. That's your that's your path. So you got to win Nevada. You got to win it. You got to win Wisconsin. And then you'll have a December 6 runoff for the senate in georgia and all of the marbles on that one race which will be freaking insane now that that's not that we're counting out blake masters here who still has a chance i just think it's a small chance at this point like he could come back that those races are narrowing but he's currently down by six points where uh carrie lake is down by what a point 1.8 or something that's so it's a lot closer in the in the gubernatorial race and i think lake has a good chance of winning that one but masters may come up slightly short in the Senate. So that's so there is a path there. And if the Republicans can pull out the House, hey, you know, I mean, uh, that's good. That's good. You'd be, it's not the wave you wanted, but it's not a te it's not terrible. No, it's you know where it is. It's where we expected it to be before we got into the race. Yeah, I, we, I, we thought I, mm -hmm. we will get the House, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be a tidal wave, but we'll get control of the House and maybe we can stop it. And maybe 
We can get the Senate. Senate's going to be hard. But really hard. I think people, because you look at the history, where usually the, 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 the opposition party from the president does very well, you see that going on and you think, okay, well, they're, they're going to win. But the structural advantage is with the Democrats in the Senate this term. And this is not some like conspiracy theory. The reverse is going to be true in 2024. It's going to be a very good Republican year in the Senate in 2024. They, at least as, as far as the playing field goes, they're going to be favored going into that election. They were underdogs coming into this. So, I mean, I think you look at this and you say a bit underwhelming from the amount of change we saw in the House. But like you go, they started from a strong position. Remember, Republicans in 2020 in the House did pretty well. This was not a disaster. They outperformed what everyone thought they were going to do in in 2020. Republicans, you know, people remember the presidential race, but Republicans did better in the House than people expected. It's just that the Senate fell apart with those two runoffs and it turned into the catastrophe that cost us five trillion dollars. Seventy one percent in now with Alaska and it's Chewbacca. Yes. However, remember Alaska's. It's no, not, I'm not Chewbacca. Going to it's that. Chewbacca, and it, it it also is a situation where uh, they have a uh, um, a different system there. Remember, this is uh, instant runoff. I don't uh, want to hear about it. Okay, so what will happen is they have four candidates in this race. Uh-huh. When all the votes comes in, uh-huh. no one will have fifty percent. Uh-huh. So they will take the bottom candidate, which will probably have three or four percent, maybe five percent. Uh-huh. They will eliminate that candidate and take everyone's second choice votes and apply them to everybody else in that case murkowski because i believe the fourth place candidate is a democrat murkowski will pick up most of that vote then it will be down to another republican uh, if no one is over 50 percent most of that vote will go to probably to Chewbacca, though we don't know that for sure but i think i still think and we don't know for sure we will see but i still think that murkowski will have enough to, to get across that finish line we will see that one is going to take weeks. Before You're not we fun at my that. party today. I'm trying to give you, Glenn, the facts <laughs> yeah, of the situation. Sometimes, can't we just... Mike Lee won. Can't we just lie to ourselves for a while? I, I know that's I what got us into trouble. the path to the Senate. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And the House is, is there. Should happen. If it doesn't, then we can all start crying. Because that one's going to cost us trillions of dollars if, the, if both of those things don't happen. You know, I got home and I got a note from a friend that said, hey... I just want you to know, at least you don't live in New York. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? That is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're not lying in a pool of our own blood on the streets of New York this morning. Yeah. And Kathy Hochul. I mean, I, I, Kathy Hochul it's crazy. wound up holding on to that race, although much more narrow than anyone would have expected going in. I mean, Lee Zeldin did really well there. Really well. But it just shows there's a real difference in New York from where it was, even when we all considered it a blue state and Chuck Schumer was still winning elections, when George Pataki could win, when when Rudy Giuliani could be mayor of New York City. Honestly, even when Michael Bloomberg could win election yeah. in New York City, this is a totally different place. And a lot of the people who looked at how bad Andrew Cuomo was and, and Hochul, obviously part of that uh, catastrophe in New York, a lot of those people, um, well, sadly, a good chunk of them died. But in addition to the people who actually just perished at the hands of Andrew Cuomo, <laughs> uh, a lot of other people ran away. Yeah, they moved. Vo- Lee Zeldin voters moved out of New York previous to the election, could not vote in New York anymore, and instead voted for like Ron DeSantis in Florida I or Greg Abbott you, in Texas. That is the message to me, at least uh, today, is if you're not living in one of these places... You know, that, that 
that has your red cover, uh, I'd move. I'd move because it, it's not changing. And the people, like, for instance, in Pennsylvania, I mean, if the Amish could listen to me today, they should pack up their wagons and their carriages and get the hell out of there. Mm. Uh, because they wouldn't use that language, but yeah. Well, H-E double hockey sticks. I'm using that. I don't think they would, Jebediah. Uh, but anyway, um, you know, move. You got to be because there's going to come a time wherever you are, that's where you will be. And I know that sounds ridiculous, mm. but no, I, you are you're not going to be leaving there eventually. And here's the thing. Mm -hmm. That time was two years ago. If you didn't notice the difference between your blue state and your red state over the past couple of years, and a lot of people did, they moved already. And I, I would absolutely adore living in a town with any one of our listeners. We invite you to come uh, to, to, to Texas because I will say, you know, we talk a lot about national politics. This is a national show, and that is the focus of our days many times. But the difference between the life I lived in this state and the life that some of my friends who were also conservative lived in New York, in Connecticut, in Illinois, in California. I can't tell you how dramatically different it was and continues to be. They think we're crazy. Yeah. They, they look at us and go, wait a minute. You're none of you wear a mask. You're like, no, no one. I think in Texas. <laughs> It's gotten to the point where even surgeons are like, I'm not wearing this damn mask. <laughs> and you have to think about this for you and your family. You know, a lot of people, I think, get locked into where they live because that's where they grew up. It's what their they families. know. Their families, their families are, are around. And that's all very important. But encourage your family to come with you uh, if you want them to. Because some of our families suck. But yeah, like, some of them, you might just want to leave at night. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it may, you may just want to go out like, you know, like uh, the Baltimore Colts left Baltimore back in the <laughs> right. day. Just what basically happened to the, the movie what truck. Happened? Where are they all going? Mayflower, where are you going? But like, hey, you know, seriously, it's, it's something to consider because these states are going to get, as you mentioned, blue states are getting bluer, red states are getting redder. Yes, national policy really matters, but statewide policy is what you feel on a day-to-day -day basis. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, hello, Pat. How hello. are you? Oh, oh mm. yeah. Mm. I was really hoping we would get to. Ah, da, 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 oh, yeah. From you requesting today, it, but. Uh, me too. I was all ready for it. Yeah. But, but, well, you know, it still could happen. It could. It still could happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Georgia probably goes to a runoff, and maybe it happens on December 7th, 6th, 7th, yeah. We'll probably find out the 7th. Yeah, good luck. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you it's mean, probably true. Uh, uh, December 7th? morning, we mm -hmm. December wake up. December 7th. Yeah, a, a day, day that we'll live, live in, in infamy. infamy. Oh, no. Good, all right. Oh, no. Gosh. <laughs> I, look. There is definitely there's a path here. There for is a Republicans path. Republicans to win again. You gotta you gotta win Alaska, which will go to the Republicans. Just a matter of which Republican it goes to. Mm -hmm. Then you need to win three out of the four of of Nevada, Nevada, Wisconsin, Georgia, Georgia Arizona. 
Arizona. Okay. Not going to win Arizona. Arizona's That's not going to happen. It's not. I think you're right, but it's not a. They haven't called the race yet, but right. it's probably not going to happen. So Although, you're I think saying Lake there's might win there. a shot? Yes. I, yes. <laughs> I, we were talking about this off the air. The betting markets think it's about a twenty percent chance. Oof. Okay, well, so that's not zero. Of course, yesterday they were saying it was a 70% chance for Republicans to regain control of the Senate. Right. So. Now, I, I think the last, five, the last 538 model had it at 59% for Republicans to win. This was the a betting, betting markets market. got up as high as, you know, you know 70, 75, yeah. 80% at times. Yep. Uh, but it did not hold out. And look, you lost a couple of key races. I mean, people are going to go back and question, you know, a bunch of, a bunch of stuff. Everyone's going to find their little narrative out of this. But the bottom line is, it was an uphill battle for Republicans from the beginning in the Senate, and they are gonna. It's they're gonna either come very very close and fall just short, or just get across that finish line. What if the message to Republicans is, "Hey, we need to find a candidate with dementia." And run that person <laughs> and have them win office because people, people love, love they our love candidates it. with dementia. They love, they love it. They love candidates that can't communicate. Cognitively, yeah. you know, impaired, messed up. Some, some impaired, way. yeah. Messed uh, up. We're, we're going to... Or, or even better than the average person. Uh-huh. Who yeah, are you to judge? That's messed right. up. <laughs> Aren't there those movies where, like, the kid seems like she's a little out of sorts and can't really relate to the other kids, and all of a sudden you realize she has superpowers? Maybe that's what's going on yeah, with Fetterman. Maybe he has. Right. By the way, I saw him come out with his wife, who's like 130, wife and children. Uh-huh. Oh, that looked like a normal family. Yeah? Oh, yeah. I she bet She came it out with her either rubber dress or leather <laughs> dress. Oh, but nice. But either way. <laughs> rubber? Nice. Is it possible it was made out of rubber? It is possible. <laughs> you should have seen it. Look it up. Look it up. His, uh, uh, his, boy. I'm not his, interested in looking at I'm running for Senate. <laughs> One. Hello. <laughs> I mean, it was it was good. Uh, but uh, he's always good. She looks scary as hell. <laughs> she looked really frightening. Anyway, that maybe that was just me. I I don't want to judge her. It's like no. the people on the View. You know, it was so wrong to make fun of Fetterman. It was just so wrong. And the very next day, they're talking. I can't remember who they're talking about. I think I think uh, Carrie Lake. What's wrong with her? She's got like brain damage. You're like, what? Uh, what? Wow. <laughs> what? Wow. Anyway, um, here's some more good news. DeSantis, the man who I believe holds the record now for the uh, highest percentage difference in uh in winner to loser in the state of florida nobody's ever won with 20 point spread mm-hmm. um he also uh holds the record i believe for the most confetti ever dropped uh <laughs> on a candidate at the uh, announcement that he won uh and he also has scored more f- uh, school board wins in this uh in this last race the parental rights group the Moms for Liberty especially have played a huge, huge role in Florida, but so did DeSantis. Um, they endorsed 12 school board candidates in Florida, donated to the campaigns. The Democrats endorsed 20 candidates, and they got six wins and 10 losses. So not good. Um, this is also DeSantis. He said yesterday uh, or the day before, that if he has a mandate, he is going to march through the state institutions and cut this cancer out. 
That would be remarkable if he did it. Um, I, I, I will tell you, the, the real winner last night, uh, the real message we should get, is from Ron DeSantis. He is, he is not afraid to go in and clean things up. He's not afraid or ashamed or timid about being an American and believing in individual rights and believing that you as a parent have the right to raise your own child and we shouldn't mutilate children. I'm so sick and tired of these these um, uh, governors and all of these Republicans that are so mealy-mouthed on it. If you can't see the difference between good and evil now, you're never going to. When you have somebody like Spencer Cox in Utah, I don't even begin to understand that guy. These these red states should be uh, titans of the Constitution right now. Mm -hmm. They should be the ones that are really, truly. And why did he win by 20 points? Because he's not nasty about it. DeSantis. Yeah, Mm -hmm. he's not nasty about it. He's just he's just doing it because in America, we all used to know what common sense is. Yeah. But if you get waylaid by the politics and Twitter and everything else, you're not going to do it. He just goes in and does it. He yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't egg people on, and he doesn't call people names. He just does it. You know, it's interesting here. It's like DeSantis coming out of that election, where the rest of the country, for Republicans, generally speaking, underperformed what was expected, and DeSantis far outperforms even his best poll. And you look at this and you say, well, what's what's the secret here? Is Ron DeSantis some sort of superhero? No, he's competent. And he just says that he just tells the truth. And he just lays it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he's unashamedly. And, and he like Glenn mentioned, he, he's not embarrassed. And he's not, it's embarrassed not, all the he's right not afraid. Uh, he's not afraid of it. Yeah, you know, I don't Christy, care about the Twitter mob. Right. And he just moves forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Christy Nome uh, is. Uh, she did well last night, too. She did well. Mm-hmm. And she took some stance. But then she also refused to call a special session to allow the legislature to pass a bill banning COVID COVID vaccine passports. She also, you know, was mealy mouthed on the on the whole gender identity thing for girls in schools. That's not good enough. It's not good enough. What do you believe? You know, we have people in America now, and I've talked to several people, lives, fortunes and sacred honor. They know that they are looking at a time if things ever went really horrible in this country. You could go to jail for what you believe. If we don't get Mm -hmm. control of the DOJ, you will see people go to jail for what they believe. People are prepared, prepared to do it. People are preparing themselves to be able to stand when all odds are against them. I know people who are willing to lose their entire fortune, and some of them have nothing. Some of them have a lot to lose, but they're willing to do it. If you can't get that kind of leadership that is willing to say, you know what, I'm going to do what I know is right. And if if the people want to vote me out, they'll vote me out. But I know these things are right because they're constitutional and they are based on everything this country was based on. Where are these these uh, governors that have the balls 
to follow the lead. By the way, he also shifted Florida from a swing state to solidly GOP. God, that's weird to say, isn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, coming up, mm-hmm. uh, talking about these issues for so long, I mean, it's the 2000 election has scarred all of us, I think. But really, I mean, you look at a couple of these states, the 2000 and 2004, the big swing states in those two elections are now pretty red. Ohio and Florida really aren't the swing states that they used to be. And we don't know. This could end at some point, obviously, but that's the way it looks right now. And then you have other states that are going the opposite way, you know, states that used to be in play. I mean, remember George W. Bush won New Mexico in one of mm-hmm. those elections, if I remember correctly. Uh, you know, Colorado used to be a really uh, a red state. A, a red state. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arizona was red. I mean, now mm-hmm. we're looking at it, red, Arizona as really purple. Purple. I, I don't think you can. Uh, and, and Carrie, the reason why Carrie Lake, um, she might still win. I think she pulls it off, but she might still win. Right, yeah. Uh, and if she does, she's only repeating. DeSantis's uh, track track record. He came in barely won, barely won uh, against a guy who was later, you know, doing blow off some gay hooker's belly. Uh, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that sounds like hyperbole, but it's not. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close to uh, yeah. the story. So he barely beat that guy. <laughs> Same thing with Kerry. If Kerry gets in. And she actually does what she says she's going to do and does it with class and a smile. Mm-hmm. Then she'll see the same kind of results as as DeSantis. It's, it's interesting, too, because, you know, look, different candidates work best for different states. I mean, Carrie Lake is one of the more talented communicators we've seen come around in a really long time. Yeah. And I think. But you also need to we also need to step back and remember that if, you know, if Doug Ducey ran for another term, he probably wins this race easily. You know, there's certain types of candidates fit certain types of states. And, you know, Ducey is much more traditional Republican. He's done some really good things with like school choice that we uh, that, that I think were really positive. Uh, other things that I, you know, maybe wouldn't be my favorite uh, policies. But this is a state that loved freaking John McCain. Right. They loved a mm-hmm. different brand of, of of and Barry Goldwater and and Barry Goldwater right so it's an interesting case here where in some ways we don't know if if Arizona is looking at Carrie Lake and embracing that that policy prescription we don't even know really what she would do as governor hopefully we're about to find out but she was so talented as a politician she was able potentially to to bring herself over the line where Blake Masters, who might have had maybe even may have been more aligned with what um, what Arizona wants, maybe policy wise, uh, was it looks like he was unable to do it. Again, both of those races are too close to call. I don't want to give any final uh, right. situations on that. But it, it, although the, Masters is behind by what couple. six points, yeah, I mean, but this again, the, it's going to continue to tighten. Right now, yeah. um, you know, I, I, the light, the last it's only projections, percent of the vote in, I think. The, yeah, the last projections I saw was were, were that um, Masters was going to lose by between two and mm. three points. Mm. So if you see that same type of movement in the gubernatorial race. And they stayed about four points apart from each other the entire time last night. If that if that holds, that means Carrie Lake would probably get across the finish line barely. But it's going to be close. It's going to be really close. I, I will tell you, it is inexcusable um, that the Secretary of State, who is running for governor, was still running the election. 
I just think it's inexcusable. Was she, though, or did she recuse herself, or did they she should have recused find herself. somebody else? I, I never heard whether that happened, but I can't imagine she can oversee the election. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure it. she did. I'm well, pretty that, sure she is, did. This was Abrams' complaint Jeez. back in, in 2000, uh, the last election. What was right. that, 2008? I can't even remember. It shouldn't happen. Running together. It uh, yeah, I, I, you know, like what if you're running for a higher office overseeing? I'm not saying I'm not saying mm-hmm. that anything yeah. happened, but no, no. I will tell you that it's, that's the first thing you think of when the voting machines don't work. Yeah. And then a judge says, nope, we're not going to keep them open late. Well, wait a minute. They didn't work for hours. Mm-hmm. What happened to all those votes? Um, it's inexcusable. And honestly, for Arizona, did you not feel a little shame like Florida did in 2000? In 2020, did you not go, oh, we kind of suck. We're kind of screwing this one up. There was election-wise. Election-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason for these states to do it, except the Democrats want it to be chaotic. Mm-hmm. They just want it to be chaotic. That's, that's inexcusable. And every Republican, Independent, and Democrat should be against that. We should all be for a safe, secure, and easy process there's no reason in 2020 that we're acting like it's uh you know 1820 why are we waiting we i mean no, it's, it's no way for anything but again a lot of this a lot of this has to do with democrats wanting to receive mail-in ballots two yes. weeks after the election yes I, you know in other states there are it's unex- republicans have voted for measures that that delay the vote count as well uh, it is something that we really should focus on Correcting because yeah. it's not it's it, this but, is not a spending issue it's not a, a crime it, 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 this is something everybody should be able to agree on let's get these freaking results the night of the election right it, it, that should be easy but the, but just know you cannot go on to a rant about this without pointing out you do not want that dictated by the federal government no, absolutely you not do not no. want that dictated and that's what trade. the Democrats are trying to do. listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Okay, so what did we learn last night? I think we learned um, three really important things. One, Ron DeSantis is the model. Any Republican that's not willing to look at Ron DeSantis and see what he did and how he did it and begin to model themselves after that is a fool, an absolute fool. He is not angry. He is not divisive, at least intentionally divisive. That's not his goal. His goal is to be decisive and decisive people are perceived sometimes as divisive because a lot of people don't want to make changes. It is time to make changes. 20 points. The largest uh, distance between he and a competitor in the history of Florida. 20 points. This was the story last night, and this is the path forward. My question is, are there any Republican GOP, uh, uh, governors, GOP governors that care to join him? Anyone? Is anybody that is a governor watching last night going, you know what, damn it, I, I really, I, I need to step up my game. 
because that's what people are looking for. They're not looking for another mealy mouthed person. They are looking for people that take decisive action. And I, I will tell you, that's on both sides. Look at the people who took a decisive action that we thought was divisive because we don't agree with them. A lot of them were reelected, reelected. Second thing, our nation is spiritually lost, completely lost. There is only one savior and he's not on a ballot. And until we drop the manifest destiny arrogance of God's on my side, we will continue to suffer defeat, hardships, and darkness. And I mean, as a nation, we are all going to pay for this. We're all going to pay for it. We must be on God's side. And that requires humility. And I didn't see anybody humble yesterday. Did you? I don't see anybody humble today. And until we humble ourselves, um, we will have it done for us. And the humbling is going to be very, very painful. Uh, I believe that I found an answer last night to something I didn't want the answer to. I've said for 20 some years, alcoholics are going to be the ones that save this country. But we are. We are just like an alcoholic. We just keep going back to the bottle and saying, I want more. No matter how damaging it is, I want more. And I've said to you, alcoholics cannot be saved. You can't save an alcoholic. They have to feel the ramifications of their own mistakes. And then want to live. And some people, their bottom is death. And I truly believe now the answer is our bottom, unfortunately, with far too many people, is death. The death of our nation, the death of our lifestyle, the death of our culture, the death of the Western way of life. When you have no gas, no fuel, no heat, no meat, no control, no wealth, don't own anything, that's the death of everything that you know. And maybe then you'll wake up. I don't know. Third thing is Mitch McConnell was and is wrong lukewarm Democrats, uh, lukewarm Republicans are not going to defeat the Democrats. Just not being a Democrat is not enough. And Mitch McConnell should feel the ramifications of this loss. Mitt Romney said <clears throat> uh, just last week, he tweeted that a red wave was coming and it was all thanks to Mitch McConnell. Well, it turns out he was right. What was coming is all thanks to Mitch McConnell. This is not leadership. Mitt Romney, Karl Rove, their ilk, they don't offer us anything. There is no vision there. This is thanks to Mitch McConnell. Uh, I have a hard time not, not actually calling what he proposes collusion. Where's the path forward? 
And what is it? A slower trip to hell? Mitch McConnell said over the summer, we don't have to do anything. We just have to not be Democrats. That's not enough. Now, let me get off Mitch McConnell here and ask all of the Republicans, when do you begin to declare who you are? We need to declare who we are. The Declaration of Independence didn't just say, we just don't have, we just don't want to be like the king. So what it said, it was clear. We're different. We want to go a way that no one else wants to go because we believe certain things, because we have spiritual wisdom. We have spiritual wisdom. We know what's true and what is not. And with that spiritual wisdom applied, we see things that are self-evident that you don't. We don't need to indoctrinate our people. We don't need to stop speech. We don't need to put people in jail because they disagree. These things are obvious when you humble yourself enough to fight for his will and not our will. What do we have now that are self-evident truths? Seriously, what do we have? There's a portion of the Democrats that will mouth the words, oh, all men are created equal, but they don't really live it. They don't believe it. They're just as likely to, you know, put somebody in, you know, for revenge purposes or whatever. They're just as likely to violate the Constitution as anybody on the left. And the left, is they're experts at that. I know what those truths are. I don't think I know. I know. Because I know who I am, and I know who God is. And God is a God of the individual. The plan of darkness, the plan of Satan, if you will, is the plan of collectivism. No individual salvation. No individual choices. We will not allow you to fail. We will not allow you to feel the consequence of anything because we'll tell you what to do. Life, as long as the, as long as the collective agrees, then you have the right to life. I mean, that's if they agree your life is worth living. Anybody remember George Bernard Shaw? We should just line people up and ask them, uh, justify your life. Collectivism believes liberty as long as you believe, think, speak, and do what the collective tells you is part of liberty. Pursuit of happiness? No, there's no path for the individual to do what he or she believes that she was sent here to do, let alone just have your own business because you're not going to keep any of the spoils. The God of this world will tell you what to do, and you will praise the God of this world. You know, I know I shared Ephesians with you a couple of days ago, but there's more to this. Let me just run through this quickly, because I want to add on to what I said the other day. Remember in Ephesians, it says, Look, you cannot, I'm paraphrasing horribly, you can't live as the people of the world do. 
as the Gentiles do. You can't. In the futility of their thinking. Think of that. The futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God. Is that true? Do you believe that people are darkened in their understanding? How can people not notice what's happening to their own lives because of the way they vote? They're darkened from their understanding. They're separated from the life of God. And listen, because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Meaning, I'm not listening to you. I won't listen to reason anymore. I won't talk to you anymore. I've hardened my heart to anything that is outside of my worldview. And it goes on, having lost all sensitivity. Wow. Think of this just with what porn does on the Internet. You lose all sensitivity. It's got to get worse and worse and worse. Having lost all sensitivity, they've given themselves over to sensuality as to indulge in every kind of impurity. And they are full of greed. This describes today. And then he says, but that's not the way of life you learned. When you heard about Christ, you were taught, you were taught in him accordance with the truth. So you were taught the truth. This is not about them. This is about us. It's not good enough just not to be them. Nowhere does God say, you know what? Just don't be that guy. Just don't be like those guys. That's not what he says. He just says, you were taught better than that. You know better than that. He goes on. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. You were taught to be made new in the attitude of your mind and put on a new self. So, He's really not judging those people. He's judging us. Have you forgotten? You have to put off all falsehood and all lies. Speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are members of one body. He doesn't say speak truthfully to the people you like. He says to your neighbor who you are supposed to love. And in your anger, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. Anyone who's stealing, listen to this. Anyone who's stealing must steal no longer, but must work. Now that sounds like a Republican policy. You can't steal. You have to work. But there's not a period after there. There is a comma, which the Republicans don't get. You must work doing something useful with your hands that you might have something to share with those in need. It's not work just so you can enrich yourself. It is work so you can choose to share with others. We have lost that. We've lost much of this ability. So now... Where do we go from here? Here's what you need to learn. This is, this is the last thing that we need to learn. 
that you have everything you need. You have everything you need. You've been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and knowledge. You get that from God. You don't lack anything. You need a spiritual gift. You have it. And God will keep you firm until the end because he is faithful to things that are true. We can't divide ourselves. We have to be united in truth. And here's what's here's what's great. The message of salvation. That's I mean, that's crazy talk to people who are, you know. On the other side, denying all reality. But that's the point. God said, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent. I will frustrate. So where is that wise person that we trust that really is truly wise now in the ways of the world? Is the world wise? Where's the teacher of the law? Where's the philosopher? There's no one that it fits in those categories that you're like, oh, yeah. I trust him. He's really, really wise because the world is not wise. God is wiser than human wisdom. Weakness of God is stronger than any strength. When we first started our spiritual life, how many of us were wise by human standards? How many of us were really influential? How many of us were born to the right family and had the right wealth? Very few, I would imagine. Those of us who really converted probably really struggled for a long time because that's how you find the truth, through struggle. And that's when you chose God or God chose you, when you were weak when you were lowly, when you were despised. And that's why you have so much power. You have so much power because you are weak. You are lowly. You're, you're not part of the wise council that everybody wants to be a part of now. You're not seeking fame. If we seek the truth, the truth, no matter where it takes us, all will be better than well. We will heal our nation. That should be our goal. That should be our path. Look to the people who have done it politically, and that's clear in Florida, and then look inside of yourself and rely on God. Na, na, na.